everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, it is another episode. It is the lucky episode 13 of Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon. I am Shane Bacon, joined each and every week by our PGA Tour pro, Max Homa. I say that, Max, because we actually have golf news to talk about on this episode. We've got some news. We have a schedule, uh, a little bit of happiness mixed in with that schedule. <laughs> Who knows if it's true, but it sure does feel good to uh, just just to dream a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's been a while since you've played, played the opening round of the players, and that was kind of it. And of course, everybody's been at home following orders and following protocol. But the revised 2020 schedule for the PGA Tour 2019-20 schedule it kicks off early June, Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial. Then RBC Heritage, Travelers, Rocket Mortgage, John Deere, Memorial, 3M, FedEx St. Jude, Barracuda, PGA Championship, Wyndham, Northern Trust, BMW, and Tour Championship at the end of August, early September. And then we get into some of the majors that, can I just say real quick, everybody at the PGA Tours website, you guys are great with information, but my God, it was confusing to find the scheduling on the website. Just, I used to write all the time for a living. I blogged for a living. Just do a, here's your PGA Tour updated schedule and just list it. It'll be a copy paste, take you four seconds for the post. And there you go. I just got you 100,000 clicks. But of course the majors are after that. Our our US Open and Wing Foot Sport. (laughs) 14th through the 20th of September. We have a Masters starting in November. It is craziness, but at least we have 
a blueprint, Max, of what looks like something of a PGA Tour schedule. First things first, your thoughts on the dates, the time, the return, and all that. Yeah, I um, obviously just excited to see a schedule. I had heard that the Charles Schwab uh, was just being moved, so uh, knew that wasn't going to be played in May. Uh, glad that there's, you know, still starting with it. It's one of my favorite events personally. It's also extremely easy to get to, uh, given all the travel restrictions. So getting to Dallas, Fort Worth is easy for just about everybody. Um, you know, honestly, I looked at the schedule. I, I don't think that there's, uh, you know, a anything good, bad, whatever. I, I feel very, very bad for the tournaments that got canceled. Uh, cause I know growing up, my favorite thing every year was going to Riviera for the LA open. Um, so I am bummed for them, but yeah, I couldn't have cared less, honestly, what events were being played. And this, um, uh, once we knew, you know, we were going to get pushed back till May or June. So I'm just happy to see some, uh, the travel is obviously not quite as, uh, uh, simple compared yeah, to the what's normal the appro- part of the year. What's the approach with travel in terms of how you caddies players, how everybody's, I mean, again, things change day to day, but what is your approach to travel? If you will, starting now, as you get set for your schedule and also what's the tour going to do to kind of help you guys get around and, and be able to play in these things. Yeah. Uh, well, I have, first of all, uh, for the, for the latter part of that question, I haven't heard uh, how this is going to work. If we're just going to do it like normal, um, but I'm sure that they will figure something out. I also am hoping by then we have a lot less restrictions because things have gotten, you know, hopefully significantly better. Um, but yeah, usually, you know, you play a lot of these events in the same regions. And as I look at them, you know, already right off the bat, we're going from Dallas, Fort Worth, like I said, is, is very easy to get into. And then we have to get to Hilton Head, which I haven't been to yet, but I know that's that's a difficult spot to get to. And then you go up to Connecticut. So there's a lot less uh, rhyme and reason to the actual, I think, travel portion of the schedule. But the events themselves obviously are are going to be great venues to go to because it must mean that they're more prepared to host something on a, you know, on, on less time. Um, for me, you know, setting the schedule, I, I, I talked to, you know, my wife a lot about it, about know what she thinks um where she likes to go where i like to go where i think i've played well and then the biggest conversation is always between me and joe um i'm actually looking at his schedule here he has beautiful handwriting by the way joe i'm very impressed very small but very very legible is it all caps or cursive what does he go with it is all caps it's very small but it is just very neat but yeah so we were talking today i I know i want to play the first uh, three coming back. Um, you know, like I said, Charles Schwab, I love that course, uh, RBC heritage and Hilton head, um, never done that one before, but want to get that one under my belt. Uh, so I know for the future, if I, you know, it's going to be a staple of my schedule and travelers, uh, I've never played, never made the cut there in two tries, but I've actually always really liked the golf course and I've actually played pretty well there both times going in. I don't know, something funky went on and still almost made the cuts. I've just had weird things happen at that event. So I feel like that'll be a good one for me. So the difficult part for us today, we were actually chatting about it was uh, whether we were going to play the rocket mortgage in Detroit or the John Deere, both events I really enjoy. Um, But this is where the travel and and the kind of little interesting things come into play because you know memorial is the week after john deere and memorial is one of my favorite events i've been to um it's a phenomenal course for me uh so it's one i'm definitely going to play uh but rocket mortgage is uh 
there's an MGM property in Detroit and it's free for me to stay there. So, you know, I know people like, you know, a lot of these things do come down to that. I love the John Deere. I love the people of the John Deere. I honestly love the quad cities. I've I've had some really fun memories there and fun event or fun tournaments um, at the John Deere, but it's, it's more more likely than not going to get bumped just because, you know, the rocket mortgage has a sponsor, not obligation, but it has a sponsor um, attachment to it. So, um, also, I uh, really like the golf course there uh, last year. So it's just very, very tricky. Uh, before you know, we started uh, recording, Shane, I was talking to Lacey about this. She made up a, a good point to kind of mention how difficult it is or it used to be to make a schedule when you don't have full, full status like I fortunately do right now. And that's something I feel for the guys that don't know what they're going to get into because usually we have a pretty good feel like the John Deere everyone gets into because it's a part of the schedule that doesn't, you know, a lot of people don't like to play the week before the, uh, the open. Um, and so, you know, you're going to get into that one, you know, you're going to get into a few other ones based off of past years. Well, this year we have a completely new year. No one has a freaking clue. I mean, I'm assuming everyone's playing the Charles Schwab, like everybody wants to go it's gonna, play it's some gonna golf. Be the, it's going to look like the Players' Championship field it really for, the, will, for Charles yeah. Schwab. It's going to be nuts. The Players' Championship it's field be with so no awesome. fans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going to be sweet. So, yeah, and maybe the John Deere, hopefully for them, like, you know, you get a huge, huge name. Like, Jordan used to go there all the time. So, who knows? But I feel bad because we, we were talking about how difficult it is to play an event when you get in late, late, late uh, in the week. You know, you, maybe you find out. I've had events where I found out Sunday night I got an event or even Monday, and I just had a flight booked for Monday day at some point and you fly in you don't have a hotel book so everything's more expensive the flights you know tech you know if you hadn't had one it's way more expensive uh you're usually taking a red eye it's just such a not a recipe for success uh so that just that's gonna stink that's gonna be a very interesting wrinkle of all of this um i feel very fortunate given you know this whole um virus situation and and how we're going to be coming back at a in a strained time or at least at a expedited time that I know I can play in these events right. minus, you know, a couple of the majors. Um, cause being so, in limbo so, Max, real, so real quick, you, you've got Schwab, RBC and travelers checked for sure. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure rocket mortgage. Okay. So then John Deere's probably out is what I'm hearing yeah, from and you. Memorial, and then you're in Memorial. Yeah. 3M out. I would most likely see that's the other things where you just want to keep playing golf. So I'll most likely be playing the 3M. I very much enjoyed it. I actually like all of these events. That's the thing, which makes it difficult. And that's what's always kind of a pain with making these schedules is like I've made relationships with people at all these events. And sometimes just when you start getting into the bigger purse events and, and, and such like that, like you, you have to make a business decision and it stinks to say, but um, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to, just play seven in a row to play seven in a row. And if there's one that's going to be a bigger, you know, the Memorial is one of the biggest events of the season. Right. Like if you're in it, you're going to play, especially if you like the golf course, which I do. So it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. Plus then it all depends. Like if I'm in the WGC and if I'm in the PGA championship um, and, you know, obviously going forward, that gets even bigger when you talk about the playoffs and, and all that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very tricky. Um, but I, I, like I said, I, I feel fortunate. I'm in a very good position to make these decisions. Plus I I'm having a solid season so far, so it's not nearly as, uh, I mean, life and death is obviously a, a complete over-exaggeration, but for lack of a better term for your season, it's not like a make or break decision. Uh, you're just trying to set yourself up for the best success you have, you can. But I mean, at this point, Joe and I talked about it 
we're ready just to play as many as we need right. to play. Been riding the Peloton as much as possible. <laughs> so we are ready to go. Yeah, I was going to ask. I mean, you and I have talked off the podcast about motivation. I mean, everybody's motivation currently in the state of affairs we're in, it can go up and down. I mean, I've, I've had it where I've had a week where I didn't feel like doing anything at all because there's not a lot to be yeah. done to begin with. I feel like when you got the schedule either emailed to you or you saw it online or it was presented to the players, there had to have been a little bit relief just knowing that at least you had a date to prepare for as yeah. opposed to just going, I'm going to go hit range balls today. There's, there's not a lot to go hit range balls for if there's not a date on the calendar. At least now you have one on the calendar. Yeah, exactly. I was actually talking to DJ Pi about this uh, and just about how it was refreshing to get, like you said, get a date and get something to work towards. I think what's frustrating nowadays, especially with social media, is I know a ton of people were on um, – Twitter mentioning how there's no way this is going to happen and this, you know, how, how could this possibly work by then? And, and just all the, all the skepticism and negativity towards it. And listen, I get it. Like I get all the concerns. I get that this might just be a, this is a very tentative idea and tentative start back date, but like, why can't we just enjoy it? Like it's not hurting right. anybody <laughs> to enjoy it. I know that everyone these days just wants to be right and be able to come back and say, yeah, I told you so. And I get it. That's fine. But like, how about we just enjoy some sort of happiness for a minute? It's not, it's not harming anybody. If it doesn't come back, it doesn't come back, but give us something to do. Give us something to think about. Give the fans something to think about. Give everybody in the golf business something to think about. I don't think that it's, it's a, it's a bad thing if it gets, you know, pushed back further uh, because that means that it's the safe thing to do, but it, it's also okay to just say, Hey, this is what we're planning on because yeah, this is like the first time I, I would say last week was the least I've thought about golf in a while. I didn't really need to hit balls in my net. I didn't play much. And then, you know, we played uh, some golf yesterday and then today, you know, I was very much in my net working on stuff again because I do feel a lot more motivated in I your net. I like that. Yeah. I was in I'm, my I'm net. In Can we start lab, using bro. that? I mean, yeah, I'm in the net. Say, Hey man, um, I can't, I can't chat right now. I'm in the net, man. Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't, I, you know, I had the phone in the, uh, in the camera <laughs> holder, but yeah, so it just felt good. It feels like your brain's a little bit turned on more towards, uh, some sort of process. Uh, so that'll, that'll be good. But yeah, I mean, um, I wanted to add a story though, before, uh, before we move on about all this, that Lacey had reminded me of about the whole being in limbo and not knowing if you're going to be in an event or not, because it is a lot more complicated than, than people understand. Uh, I'm not going to go all the way into it because it just takes too long, but, um, you know, let's just say, you know, a field's 144 people. If you're the 145th man and somebody withdraws on Tuesday, like you're in the event, so you can go like you're, you're ready to go. So whether you're there or not, like you have that opportunity. So these things happen all the time, but usually they happen on a Sunday. So, um, you know, I've gone through that a lot. It's always a pain. You don't know if you're going to have to rent a house or go to a hotel and, you know, trying to save money at times, or at least not get completely hosed. So, uh, last year I win the Wells Fargo and, uh, gets me into the PGA championship but the PGA championship is only one week later. I get one, you know, the next week was Byron Nelson. I end up skipping it, but I have one week to find a place and it's New York. Like New York's not very cheap. Uh, it's a major, <laughs> it's my first PGA. I'm very excited. My coach is going to come. Obviously my caddy's going to come he has to and Lacey's gonna come so we're like let's rent a house um for all of us and uh it'll be really fun very excited uh so we do but um find a house it was way overpriced but i mean totally understandable we're not complaining about it i'm people spent a lot more money on the house on their houses but way overpriced you know two days basically three days before the event well we get there and 
you know, anybody who's done an Airbnb, it's supposed to be your place. Like it's your house for the week. Um, obviously you need to be respectful, but it's your house. Well, we walk in, the guy is there at the house, the, the house. <laughs> and he's, you know, kind of talking, he's telling us, uh, it's, it's already uncomfortable, but Hey, listen, I mean, whatever, no big deal. Well, he's, you know, kind of telling us how he's never done this before, but his, his daughter had mentioned, you know, it's PJ championship this week. You could make a good amount of coin. So obviously a great idea. He's telling us all about this, talking about how he plays. Now it's like getting the uncomfortable, like we've been in this house for 15 minutes thing and he's still talking and not leaving the house that is ours for the week. Well, he sees my car out front and I panic and don't come up with a good enough lie, but I say, yeah, I just, you know, I'm playing and he goes, Oh, like, you know, Oh, it's too many questions. Then he asked me if I could get his friend a signed flag. All these, I'm like, you know, I already felt so uncomfortable. I'm like, this is not a good start, but whatever. We get in the house. He finally leaves. We get in the house. We're making the most of it. The house is, I mean, I don't really care, but the house was pretty dirty and like didn't really smell the best. But oh well, like not not no no problems there. Um, well, the next day we go practice and Lacey goes and does something on her own. And my coach and, you know, Joe are there by that point. And, uh, we get back and Lacey had put something in, uh, somewhere downstairs in the downstairs bathroom and it had been moved and it could only have been moved by one person. And that's the guy coming back to the house. And then he had mentioned that he was back at the house at some point that day. And we're like, bro, you are not allowed back in here. Like, this isn't like your house right now. Like this is our right. house. We felt so uncomfortable and it just stunk because I we spent a bunch of money. We did get a refund, but we spent a bunch of money that was like over, you know, we overpaid for a place because we had last minute. I'm trying to play a major that I'm like super stoked on and it's really, really hard. So like I don't really have a lot of uh, energy to be like expelling towards this. So we end up moving into like a hotel. But those are the things that happen when you have like these last, last minute. Right. Yeah, so that's what's going to happen. I think a lot, unfortunately, in these next few events that we if we do get some play because um you know there there hasn't been a lot of a lot of planning going on and even you know we found a couple airbnbs for the next couple places and i, I wouldn't be surprised if they got you know upcharged you know they get canceled and upcharged because we know obviously now that the tournament's coming to town and it's a great price and they haven't really upped it yet so we'll see but those are the funny things that happen i mean they're funny when you look back on them they're not really very funny when they first when they first happen yeah the the house rental is it's obviously massively popular as it should be because it's an alternative to, to go to a hotel and paying whatever you pay at a hotel, but you can get some absolute duds. I've, I've slept on oh. a couple of, I've slept on a couple of beds that I don't understand how anybody would have purchased the bed to begin with. It had to have been yeah, an online yeah, order. Yeah. You're on it going, this is, this can't, nobody can enjoy sleeping on this thing. It is horrible. So that's the max Homa prepared schedule as of now yeah and like we said it got a couple of months to get ready for it we're gonna take a quick break and be right back what's up i'm john wall and i'm cj toledano and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called point game we're now joined by three-time nba six man of the year elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You think I need it? 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. We were talking last week about the nerdy leave your golf glove in your back pocket thing that we all do when we leave the golf course and you realize you did it at a bar and you kind of feel a little self-conscious. Uh, we had a listener. I'm not going to reveal his name because I don't want to get him in too much trouble, but he said he, he snuck out on a round of golf when he should be working and said he, he got to work and he's in his golf clothes and polo, but no big deal. Nobody noticed. And he said that he had a, a, a coworker boss say, why is there a golf glove in your pocket after he was in the clear? So he'd gone to work post play golf before work and was cruising around work, you know, just whistling throughout his day, not to real. Now that is worse than to go to the restaurant in the bar is if you go play before work and show up to work with the golf glove in your back pocket, that's not, not as good as the stories we were telling. That is definitely uh that could have been a deal breaker for the boss. I that's mean, right. That could have been really bad. I mean, that's past embarrassment. That that's that's up there with like a uh you know, very uh very dangerous mistake for your livelihood. Uh other thing we did, you and I were a part of this past week, the MGM Grand or MGM Hotels and 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 everyone in their partnership and their foundation put on a poker tournament with a whole bunch of celebrity golfers. I'm going to put you under the umbrella of celebrity golf. I really okay. appreciate that. No problem. You're, you were one of the marquee names. There was a, one of the graphics said legends of the game. 
and I had to write and Max Homa on there because there actually <laughs> were. Super fair. There, yeah, there Joe were, Daly was in there. That and was and the Julie Inkster, Annika yeah. Sorenstam, like you know, real famers. But uh, but it was a poker tournament. It was uh, it was just to raise money. I ended up I was going to play in it, and then they asked me to host it, and so I hosted it. We ended up raising somewhere in the hundred and fifty thousand yeah, dollar range awesome, for awesome the employees job. of the MGM and the MGM properties. So way to go, everybody that was a part of that. You were. Uh, would you say loose with your poker play? Cause you didn't win and you didn't advance off your table. How, how would you assess the way you played in terms of approach to that particular poker tournament? Well, Shane, interesting. Uh, you mentioned it because it's in my proudest moment of the no week. Way. Uh, one of the flights. Yeah. Could, because no, I did not get past, uh, or get advanced past my table, but, uh, Every table had a professional poker player at it, which was not cool. Shout out to Keith Mitchell, by the way. He he bumped out Phil Helmuth, which is just forever bragging rights. Uh, we had Maria Ho at ours. She was awesome, super funny, uh, much better at this than I. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I won. I, I, I had Colin Morikawa, Colt Nose, Troy Merritt, um, Joel Damon, and Maria and Johnny Vegas, who Johnny didn't even show up to do it. So we all, he ended up getting fourth at our table just by the, uh, by the, by the blind. So he beat <laughs> half of us. Uh, I fortunately beat Johnny Colt, uh, Joel and I had a bet, uh, whoever was first out had to pay, uh, had to donate to the MGM, uh, foundation. The whole reason we were putting it, they were putting it on. So Joel was out really quick. I mean, shocker. Joel was out quick, short attention span, loose, I mean, he wasn't in ready. all. He was loose in every regard. Every he was regard. loose in the he way was he was playing. Loose. Yeah, he was. He was loose in maybe possibly the cocktails that he was serving himself. The, the word, the word of the day in his regard was loose. It was yeah. He's just he was a loose guy. Um, so I was proud. I I had a I, I was the leading uh, uh, leader at the table for a little bit. Got very very. This is it, it was the reason why I'm not good at poker, nor do I love poker. Uh, I got kind of bored. <laughs> it started going too slow. Uh, I wasn't paying enough attention to how Troy had been playing. Um, I also wasn't paying great attention to the cards. I saw the flop, knew I had top pair, uh, really just kind of started firing. Everyone was fire. Uh, Troy was firing back at me. I was like, there's just not really any way you have what you have. Uh, well, he did. Um, I got knocked down, but I was very proud of how I hung in there, ended up, uh, getting third at the table, um, and including yeah, a pro, including, including a, a pro. pro. So technically second. Yeah. You were uh, second. Amateur. Great. I know people yeah, call it the first am. loser, but it, yeah, I was the low <laughs> am. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was fun. I had a fun time chopping it up with the guys and Maria. Maria was really cool. I wish, I wish, um, we weren't actually like playing so I could have learned something from her other than that. She's just like significantly better than me at this. Uh, but it was fun. I, I thought they did a great job. Uh, hopefully they do something like that again, or we could just all do it for fun. Cause it it was a uh, it was pretty entertaining also entertaining is something you were doing on social with travis matthew of course a sponsor of yours it was the hashtag stay homa challenge is that what it was called exactly shane golly just setting you up right here you know what travis matthew sent send me the green augusta polo <laughs> that max was supposed to be rocking because that color is sweet it's but go ahead sweet. What'd you do with it? What, what was this? Because it was a little bit of a of an outfit roast. Is that what it was? Yeah. So it, was, it took the swing roast to the outfit roast. Uh, Shane, I am happy that you participated and you didn't even get roasted. I roasted. I didn't Sol get instead. roasted. Um, I, it was funny. We were talking about this the other day, but I, when you when I first saw that picture, so for for everybody who hasn't seen it, uh, Shane 
explain you're in a romper like a yeah so so uh so chris solomon of course who is who is one of the guys one of, of the co- course co-founders of no laying up solly and i for a long time had a basically had a major championship bet him versus myself and we would pick random categories like you know like low melvin or something and it would be you know low amateur you know low 50 plus year old at the masters and we'd pick these five or six categories the loser had to do something ridiculous. He one time had a shotgun, a monster on course. <laughs> yeah, he had a shotgun. I a did monster. that with the Red Bull ones. I thought I was oh, going to die. <laughs> such a horrible idea. Everybody just looks awful after shotgunning an energy drink or chugging an energy drink is way worse than any chugging of alcohol for sure, especially immediately to your body. But I lost one of the bets. The 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 I had to wear a bacon romper, so a romper that was that was bacon print. I had to order it online. It was way more oh, expensive than I should have. Oh, because your last name's Bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because of my... Uh, wait, uh, yeah, that, that was it. <laughs> I never put the two and two together. So it's uh, it was a bacon romper, and I had to play a round of 18 holes with with Chris in Florida in my bacon romper. Bacon romper. And it actually, it's a pretty funny outfit. I didn't I didn't completely... The, the, uh, what do you call the leggings under it? Because you were cold. Oh, was God, the I, got, I, got, part. I got so much shit from those guys for it. I, I wore <laughs> leggings. I woke up in the morning in Florida. It was like... 45 50 degrees <laughs> and these shorts this, are not long they, they are daisy high, duke <laughs> level i mean they are high high <laughs> they are listen let me just say this you'd rather see me in the leggings oh, hell than yeah. without the leggings i, was I promise you that appreciative of the leggings <laughs> um by the way is shotgunning an energy drink like smelling salts for your heart <laughs> like you may like instead of maybe doing like the whole clear and like doing the defibrillator i don't know how to say that word <laughs> i think uh, you got they it should right. just they should just shotgun a red bull down your, well, down your throat. tom brady on the sidelines and a uh, little shaking up oh, nope they're bringing no, out the back. red bull he's and it's back. not even the sugar free <laughs> so uh yeah so we did the the, the outfit roast like i've been doing the swing roast you had to tra- tag travis matthew and myself and the stay uh hashtag the stay home a challenge uh we got a ton of good ones i mean some of them really made me laugh i got i did a few a day and then uh, on monday which should be today i'm gonna get this right one time you uh, nailed it yeah uh, we're doing uh, like a oh live. wow you got you know what you just did you got something right and you were so proud of yourself you lost your train of thought then we're gonna do no i was still rolling i was just were you? I, I was mentally applauding myself okay, so i okay, took okay. a little break you know how you know how like a comedian <laughs> will say a joke and then he like waits for everybody to finish laughing i was waiting for my brain to stop clapping for okay, itself okay, okay, so i, I can move sense. on um now i might be losing my train of thought now so we're doing an ig live uh instagram live for the people who don't have instagram that's like a little slang you say ig wow um, so hold on hold on one second so this was <laughs> This was just about three and a half, four months ago that Max was anti Instagram. And now you're even using the you're you're using the the terms that only really the insiders I know. Mean, hey, hey. I'm IG in it. IGL. I don't I don't like to just dip a toe in the water, should I just <laughs> jump right on in? By the way, there's no chance anybody knows what's going on with the stay home a challenge after I've interrupted you nine times. You're gonna announce on Monday a winner. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> We're doing it on Instagram uh live tomorrow. Five winners will be chosen. I don't even really know what you win. I think you win like a Travis Matthew bundle, I would assume. Maybe you win a monster, but you have to shotgun it. Not particularly sure. But yeah, we will be going on. It should be fun. But it's been fun. Some of these outfits are tremendous uh so that, that that'll be a good good uh good time for the five people who win yeah we we've got some uh we've got some get a grip 
uh, teas coming soon. Should we send the winner some teas? Yeah, let's send the winner some teas. We'll send a little bag and get a grip teas. We've got so many teas. And we have no golf to be played. There's no golf. You're just going to have your bag. Joe's going to be like, what's in this pocket? Be like, well, more of the teas, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Joe, by the end of this podcast, Joe's going to hate me so much because all I'm doing is weighing your bag down more and more. Let's do a brick giveaway. Just like, or gold bar giveaway. (laughs) (laughs) We have moon rock giveaway. You have to go up to max on the course and ask him for a moon rock uh, the last thing before we get to something i'm actually way more excited about than i should be and i'm excited about this as well is we did the 2008 u.s open rewatch party in a very loose loose technological approach i'd say i mean we were literally using my crappy tripod holding my phone it fell down a couple times we did times. kind of figure it out by the end i'd liked where we put the camera behind us that was a so listen idea. to this I, I mean, I don't know how much you know about this. I've been a little bit more. Almost nothing. <laughs> yeah, I've been a little bit more in the verbiage of what's going to happen than you have. But we have sponsors that are going to be a part of our next rewatch party, which is going to be sometime this week. We're either going to do it on Thursday in prime time or on Sunday. We'll know exact times, probably by the time you're listening to this on Monday or, or early Tuesday morning. Can we say what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. So. First of all, uh, courtesy of our friends at the USGA, who, of course, I work with all summer long. Now it'll be all fall long. And Cisco have put together an interface where we're going to watch a golf event on screen with our little faces in there and guests. And Max, what are we going to watch for our first one? The 96 U.S. Amateur. Who played in that one? L. Tigre the goat <laughs> he tiger beat, woods he beat uh, it was at pumpkin pumpkin ridge uh witch hollow i think is what the actual course is called not a big deal i've been there a few times on nice. the corn ferry slash web.com tour he plays steve scott who uh not related to michael scott we'll get to that uh, later in the podcast spoiler um, alert but it is a uh, all-time great golf tournament i have never seen it in full i know like most of us uh i've seen a lot of the highlights especially from tigers remember tigers like three-part documentary that came out it was like his amateur career his majors and then his yeah, yeah, yeah. something uh it was on that um but yeah we will be able to do a full dive i'm really pumped that we're doing one at a course i've been to um i remember a couple shots tiger hit but like that's that's where I have uh, you know quite a few memories, and it'll be cool to watch the tournament. Plus, there's a lot of angles. Tiger comes from a million back, like he always does. Uh, the coin didn't get moved. S- Scott told him to move it back, uh, so it'll be fun. I'm re- very very excited, and I, I mean, I just heard you use the word interface, so apparently this is going to be way way oh, better than the last time we did it. There's hey, there's no camera setup to make sure the TV's in there. There's no Lacey letting us know it's not centered. This is going to be. Now, they're not sending engineers our way. We're still going to probably have to put something up to watch it. But this is advanced stuff, man. This I mean, is it like, sounds like it, but this is, sounds this like is next level. So if you're listening to this, which, I mean, I'm assuming you are since you heard what I just said. We're doing the 96 U.S. Amateur to start. We have already a few USGA championships that we have on our radar. We have Cherry Hills with Birdie Kim, that U.S. Women's Open that was unbelievable. We have... Marion U.S. Open won by Retief Goosen that Max played won by Retief Goosen, bud. What? Oh, sorry, I I always get Shittacock and Marion mixed up. Justin Rose, Marion win played by Max Homa. Play obviously. <laughs> 
You we didn't what? use that twice. They they knew. <laughs> yeah, but you played in it. You were young. You were you're even a younger buck than you are now. No, now back man, in 2013, so seven years your junior, or 22 years old. Yeah, man. Wow. Time All flies. the dreams and and hopes and and we everything ahead of you. About 11 over par <laughs> that week. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna watch the Rose U.S. Open for sure, I believe. And what else? What else do have we? Do we have any well, other we've, ones? We've that we're... committed to no playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do playoffs. But if you, much work. if you have any USGA championship, I mean, I send do us... like the 06 wing foot. I think that's. Still I think we're going to do idea. that later. I think we're going to do that one of our last ones because I think we're going to get it a little closer yeah, when we actually get call. to wing foot. So we're definitely going to do 06 for sure. That one was won by Retief Goosen as well. And uh, and so we're just going to. I'm kidding, obviously. I'm I looking know. at your face right now. I was waiting for you to say <laughs> I was something. waiting for you to say something uh, before I had to yell at you. We're gonna have we're gonna have guests like like on this coming week with uh, with the 96 Amateur. David Faye's gonna come on, who was executive director of the USGA. I think we're gonna have Steve Scott come on and talk a little bit about the match. So we're gonna have Tiger, guests come on. Tiger Woods has not responded yet, so it's undecided. I I did text everybody in my phone. Hey, if you know Tiger, pass this message along. So yeah. we'll see if that keeps going. With and the I telephone. put in a contact in my phone, random, random 10 numbers, but wrote Tiger Woods <laughs> and said, hey, bud, what do you think? So that's happening this week. Something that already happened now, last night, which is happening tonight for us before while we're recording this, is the Michael Jordan doc that I can only tell you already trumps all other documentaries ever about sports. Because hey, stick to sports. There has never been a more anticipated event on TV because we got nothing to watch, man. We've got nothing got to watch. Nothing. This is something new to watch. And I can't, I can't tell you, I woke up this morning almost, it wasn't quite the feeling, but I woke up this morning like it was a major championship Sunday, knowing I had that to look forward to. Isn't it also kind of cool? Because didn't like all of social media bully ESPN to drop it early because of this quarantine? Yeah, I was listening to one of the producers was on Simmons podcast, and I guess when the murmur started happening about this documentary coming out a little early when the quarantine happened, I guess there was a quick meeting and they had to get it all checked off by everybody involved. But, you know, this is going to be a great look into a team that was one of the best sporting teams ever with one of the most famous people in the world on that team. And it's footage we've never seen. I'm really excited about it. What's going to be really cool is Michael Jordan is going to be in a way live on your screen for people that are too young to know what Michael was like when he played. This is going to be like watching Michael Jordan live almost, you know, I, I I'm super stoked. So I actually grew up on my parents had bought like a six VHS set um, of the six bulls championship. So uh, I, I don't remember so what it's called, but I thought, I thought for a second, you, you meant your parents had, you know, how you had the six disc changer back in the day. I, I thought not. your parents, you, well, you, you know, like oh, with yes, CDs, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. With CDs right. I thought, I thought it was a device that you yeah, they, put six VHS in and yeah, it would rotate between them. Yeah, I said, I'd never seen that before. Yeah, that would actually, that would have been a good invention. Um, <laughs> but no, they did not invent that. Um, but they did buy the six set. Okay. makes <laughs> way more video sense. Set. So, uh, but so I actually can remember this, the six, it would go through the season, but mostly focus on the playoffs. And it was awesome. It's really cool that they're doing this because I do have a vague memory of these videos this is obviously pretty much the reason i fell in love with basketball um and especially michael jordan uh so it'll be cool to see now the interviews that go behind it what i am most excited about of all the things of this of this whole documentary coming out is that michael jordan has just mentioned how everyone's gonna think he's a dick by the end of this 
documentary. And I think that's good because I'm so tired of hearing about these fans say, oh, man, you know, Tiger Woods is a jerk and Michael Jordan was a jerk. And these like these mega superstars are jerks. Listen, if you have the guts to get in front of all the best basketball players in the entire world and for Michael Jordan's case ever and look at every one of them and say, I'm going to beat your brains in. You think that guy's a nice guy? Like that guy's a competitive dude. Like that guy wants to end your career. I mean, these, even these little stories now that come out and we're like chuckle about him. Like Michael, go, you know, the one that came out recently about the Hawks where he went into the Hawks locker room before the game, went up to the dude guarding him and said, you're guarding me tonight. You better, you better stretch. Cause it'll be a long night for you. And he leaves and drops 61 points. Everyone's like, Oh, Michael, that's so cool. Dude. If that happened to you, you'd be like, that's the biggest jerk I've ever met in my life. Like go to your locker room. But that's what makes these people the best, not good, not great. Like the absolute best tiger woods didn't even talk to Tony Finau the whole Sunday at the masters. And they're kind of boys from what I understand. You think that's a nice thing to do, but people who compete understand that that's, that's, that's sure. You could, you could file it under. He's a jerk, but that's exactly why he will, he will absolutely be forever remembered as probably the best basketball player ever. And that's, that's my, that's what I'm super excited to watch is so people will understand that. Yeah, man, he was a jerk and that's cool. You can be a jerk. Like if you're going to be the absolute best, not, not that it's okay to be mean, but like, that's not it. It's not being mean. He just demands excellence and he's, he thinks he's the main dude. So he's going to act like it. Cause that's how you have to be. If everybody's coming for your crown, you better be like the toughest kind of most brash dude around. And I thought that he was uh, from memory and you know, that's what all, at least my favorite athletes I can remember that have been at the top of their sport have been like, so it'll be cool. We, we kind of, we kind of have glorified Michael Jordan to all extents and he is a, you know, awesome human and all that, but he, he's, he could be a jerk. Like <laughs> we don't have to say right. he's the nice dude. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no, there, we don't have to play up people. We can present them as they are if they allow us to do that. That's something that I feel yeah. like in our current landscape, everything that's produced, everything that's out there, that's a vision of someone is usually the vision of someone within the circle of that professional athlete. You know, I mean, even even outside of sports, I mean, you know, Taylor Swift came out with something. There's There's been something on... Uh, it was on Hulu or something about Hillary Clinton. And it, and I feel like these things are produced internally. So they're going to show the good side of these people. And they're obviously not going to touch on stuff that's negative. And what I'm so excited about with this is I feel like Jordan understands that they're going to touch on negatives. They're going to touch on stuff that makes him look bad. And he understands that's part of it because to be unreal, like you said, you've got to want to win and you've got to want to humiliate. And I feel like that, those are the two those are the two qualities of the goatee types that I feel like sometimes gets lost. You know, you think of Kobe, Kobe wanted to step on your throat when he beat you, Larry bird, same way. I feel like that was Serena. I've always felt like that with Federer, you know, Federer was such a smiling, nice guy. And he always said the right thing, but you'd see moments in matches when Federer would have that look in his eye, like I want to humiliate. Yeah, I want you the to guy quit. I want you to quit tennis. Right. Cause you, you just realize after this, after this match that you aren't, you aren't ever going to be good enough. Like I'm that much better than you. The, yeah. The other thing too, especially with the Kobe stuff, cause obviously I was a little bit uh, older and more in with that whole, um, you know, when, when, when he was at at his height and 
so many people would see these videos, you know, he would be yelling at Sasha Vujicic and, and telling people, even like his arguments with, with Shaq, like telling people to, you know, they got to work harder. And he, he was obviously pretty, you know, rude and mean about it. And people, people <laughs> from the outside would say, man, like he, I would hate to play with him. He's such a bad teammate. Well, I didn't hear very much of any bad about any teammate that was, or anybody that was on his team that said he's a bad teammate. That's what it takes to push people. You can't, I can't walk up to somebody on my team and very calmly say, Hey man, like it'd be really nice if you worked harder. And then you don't work harder than the next week. I walk up to him like, Hey man, like Shane, it'd be really nice if you could like get here a little earlier. Okay. Okay. And then the next week you don't, and it's fine. Like, if I, if I want to win and, and what Kobe does and what Michael obviously does, and we're going to see in this documentary is, Hey dude, like I'm going to get in your face. If you don't start focusing and start treating this, like I'm treating it. And that's like the stuff that the teammates who you play with, like the Steve Kerr's of the world and the Sasha Vujicic and the pals like appreciate so much that they're like, yeah, this guy wants to win for him, but yes, he needs all of us to do it. And he's going to push us all to be the absolute best we can be. And there's going to be a couple types of people that can handle that or that, that can or can't handle that. You're going to have the, you're going to have the people who take to it and complain about it, or you're going to have the people who like hear it and they're like, okay, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to listen and I'm going to, I'm going to see how far I can push my potential. And those are the people who come out later and say, yeah, you know, Kobe, Michael, like those were great teammates because they really pushed me, but yeah, sure. They're not like nice about it. And that's what Michael's getting at. Michael Jordan's getting at when he says uh, that we're going to all think that at the end of this documentary. And I love that. I want to see that. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Tired of restless nights? 
Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. So we're talking about this because we're getting to something we're going to do today. And it's as simple as it gets, Max. We're doing our top five favorite Michaels. That's it. No rules, no regulation. <laughs> it doesn't hard. have to be sport. It can be anything in the world. Top five Michaels. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, I'll start. Are we, are, are we doing it in order? I've got mine in order. You always, okay. you never get yours in order. I feel like you throw them in there loosely because you're All always right. editing. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'll do it in order. I'll, I'll start at number five. You have it um, locked in. Yeah. So uh, I want to lead, though. Uh, my two actual favorite Michaels are Michael Kim and Michael Weaver from my college team. Uh, but oh, they felt too close, so I'm not going to use them. You, no. You, the, best you can't, college, you can't hey, have best your best college golf team ever. Nobody I golf. understand. I, you, know, you know what I did notice when I was doing this? Not a lot of great Michael golfers. Yeah, I couldn't really think of one. Michael What's, Campbell is really all I Michael could think Campbell, of. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. All right, so my number five is Al Michaels. Shout out to you, uh, broadcaster. Uh, definitely the best broadcaster uh, ever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't mean to disappoint you, Shane, but Al Michaels is, uh, I'm assuming, your Tiger Woods. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> your, unbelievable. Your he's, 70, he's, he's on my list as well. 75 years old, Max. Yeah, and he's he still rocking. Uh, so he... Uh, his voice just like puts a smile on my face. Cause I know some cool sports are on, you know, I know something awesome is happening. I don't know the ins and outs of, of broadcasting, but I don't think I've ever watched something Al Michaels has done and not like had some fun watching it. So he is, uh, he's my number five. So I have him on my list as well. And, uh, I, I was just going through his career online this today. I mean, <laughs> the dude has done everything, every sport, Every event, Olympics, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Miracle on Ice, all of these things Al, Al Michaels was a part of. It's it's really incredible. And like I said, think about 75-year-olds that you know. Think about how sharp he is each and every Sunday when he does that with Chris Collinsworth. It's pretty impressive. Al Michaels, great choice. Didn't know if you'd go with the last name. I, I'm, I'm very impressed. My number five, Michael Schur. Do you know who this is? I do not. Elaborate. Okay. So Michael Schur is, is a guy that uh, back in my day, back in my collegiate day, when sports blogs were just starting to kind of figure out what they were, I had no idea who this guy was. I only knew that my favorite sports blog in the world was this, was this website called Fire Joe Morgan. It was the worst looking website ever. 
And it was just unbelievable writing and ripping of bad stories or bad broadcasting. And it was the most intelligent prose you'd ever read in your life. The criticism was was like next level stuff. And it came it came out that finally it was this guy, Michael Schur and his buddies that were doing this. Oh, by the way, also, he's one of the co-creators of Parks and Rec, one of the writers of The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, one of his, Masters of None, he was a producer on. Basically, all the real funny stuff on TV, this guy's got one hand in. Big fan, great on Twitter, Ken Tremendous, Michael Schur, number five. So he's basically got, like, the brain I wish I had. Like, the yeah, Office, I mean, it, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, all that. Parks and Rec, you know, I yeah. mean, when you go through what he has done and what he's been a part of, I mean, he basically wrote on The Office, and then just kept moving up in Hollywood, especially on the TV side and within comedies. So, and I mean, Parks and Rec, if you're a co-creator of Parks and Rec, I feel like, I mean, Parks and Rec is one of my favorite shows out, out there. How many great characters are in that show? You know, unique, yeah. you know, hammer characters, unreal in that. Also, in that, uh, it's very fitting you put him at number five because it's like, uh, who's my favorite Michaels? Michael, sure. You know, just kind of fit him right in there. <laughs> So number who's your number four? Number four for me was Al Michaels. That's where I had him. So I'll let you go. All right. I will go. Uh, my number four, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps uh, needs no introduction. Uh, the greatest Olympian of all time. Um, absolute freak of nature. Uh, all the legendary stories. I can't imagine. I can't imagine planning for something four years away. Like that's impossible for me to, to grasp. Uh, it, when I was 25 to where I am now, I, I can't remember anything, let alone if you would have said like, Hey, if you stick to this, like here, you know, for four years, like you will be in a position to maybe win a gold medal. Like at that point, I feel like I should like be the emperor of the world. If I could stick to that. Like what if the masters or the U S open was, it was just one event every four years. And you could play in things leading up to it, but nobody would really know what's going on outside of the most hardcore of hardcore fans. So, so Shane, not, it's interesting you mentioned that. That's Q School. <laughs> is, you, is that right? You're on the mini tours. That's Q School. I mean, you could play some events here and there, but you're waiting all year for pre-qualifying. But that's once stage. a year. This isn't once every four yeah, years. I, yeah, well, I guess. But if you, if yeah, I guess that's a great point. Um, the only difference is if you don't, you don't have a job if you don't get to Q School. Right. But yeah, you're right. Every four years. Yeah, that'd be wild. I would be... Uh, Man, I would be pretty bad that first year. That that's that I don't think I'd do so well, well the first like year. Like if you if you had if the you if, if your major championship was in 2024, how you go through your day today preparing has got to be wild. You go, you know what? I don't need to go swim today. No. It's imp- yeah, I don't, I'm good. I don't need to go on a diet, <laughs> like a diet. <laughs> like, why would I start now? That w- that's like the ultimate college. Like, okay, you have three months to do this 10 page essay. Uh, we're going to give you three months. And you're like, that's so easy. And then like fast forward, <laughs> I don't know, 2.2.9 months. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, 11 pages <laughs> started this thing <laughs> a long time ago. What was I doing? The- and then you start blaming your teacher. It's their fault. So yeah, I would, uh, knowing my track record for from college i would be horrendous at the olympics <laughs> what was your study what was your study process like in college were you uh, a cram night before 
mega cram. It was okay, just, good. I, I, I shove as much as I possibly can in my brain. And it's almost just like a research <laughs> project in the sense that I want to see how much I can, I can remember it and how much can be spit back out. And then when I get the grades of the test, it was always so exciting. Cause it's like, Ooh, like it, whether it was good or bad, it was just like interesting. I was like, Oh yeah, well I really didn't, you know, like we'll try a different <laughs> method next time. I was not good at the, uh, the only time, <laughs> which is, this is so sad because it's the only time I, nailed like aced a test in college um but our finals you know schedule worked out randomly you know some classes would have we would do a dead week before finals uh, where you could study or a lot of people you know studied other things but uh you could study and then you know starting that monday you would uh, possibly have your first paper due or possibly have your first final well one of the years maybe my sophomore year i just so happened that all of my stuff was either done before, you know, the dead week or it was papers. I only had one final and it was on the last final Friday at 7 p.m. of the last week of school. Technically, it's literally the last time possible. I had nothing to do for two weeks and I decided that I was still going to have fun. I also started to get ready for like golf and whatnot because we had national championship. But I, uh, I decided I was like every day I'm going to go to the library for an hour. And I'm just going to look like I'm going to study for an hour, maybe two hours, but every day because times that by, you know, 14, I'm going to have 14 hours under my belt at least. And this is essentially what I learned. Everyone does like all throughout college to graduate. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to do it. And by the end of those two weeks, I take this test and I nail it. And I'm like, yeah, man, look how easy was that? Like I notch out one of every day. It was so simple. You know what happened my junior year? Totally forgot. I ever yeah, did that. That, that, that was a little too much work. I can make a beat. Minus on this test. I could make a B minus by learning it all in the last hour before the, <laughs> the, the night before the actual test. So that was uh that that was mine. I'm assuming you were a much more um savvy studier. You know, I when you're a jur I was journalism, so I was print, not broadcast. And so a lot of my last two years of college was writing were our finals or were our big were our big uh our big projects. I was a big go in at about 10 p.m. the night before it was due and write from about 10 or 11 p.m. until about five in the morning. And that was how yeah. I, I did it. That, it was that, a, that is where they say your brain is just peaking. Oh, firing I just, all cylinders. I just, I was shotgunning Red Bulls and writing, <laughs> just powering them out. 12 Such pages, no big deal. Uh, that was, I was, you know, that's w the weird thing about my line of, of study was I didn't have a lot of tests after basically the electives yeah, you know, okay. after outside of electives it's it's almost all writing or projects in term of journalism so we didn't have a lot of you know a b c d types of tests after yeah. the first couple of years my number three by the way getting back to our favorite michaels my number three is phelps as well so so far we have two of the same considering all all of the michaels in the world i'm gonna go phelps i remember beijing it had to have been one of the most fun things you know we oh, had that uh, was the best that was a, we said this in our our 2008 U.S. Open rewatch party. Dan Hicks, who of course called Tiger's putt on the 72nd hole at Torrey Pines, Hicks had a run. Tiger Torrey playoff beats Rocco Phelps the next month in Beijing. That's a pretty good one-two run. Yeah, that's that that's pretty good. So who's your third? Who's your number three? Oh, your number so three, three was is Phelps. three's Phelps. Yeah. So you go with your next one. Go with your two. All right, number two is Michael Jordan. Whoa, number two. Number two is Michael wow. Jordan. Favorite Michaels. I was, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, that final three-peat run. 
I watched every Bulls game I could. I was in East Texas. I wasn't a Bulls fan, but you couldn't miss the games. I love going back and watching old Jordan highlights because I feel like there are certain times, time periods in sport where when you go back and watch stuff, they just don't look like they look now. Jordan looks like the guys look now. You know, he's he's jacked. He's in unbelievable shape. He could jump out of the gym. He was tough. He hit all these shots. I feel like he's he was before his time in terms of how he approached the game. And we've already rattled off about his mentality and such about being a winner. So there's only two people in sports that I and I mean this like this is an exaggeration and, and being around it quite a bit too, like knowing what stories are real and which ones are fabricated or, or maybe um, uh, exaggerated. He and Tiger are the only people where some of these mythical stories come out about like certain ways that they've done things or or maybe just like types of games or how they prepped and, and, and like random little nuggets where I'm like, yeah, like I believe that. Like I've never heard anything dispelling it. Like I know, I know, uh, uh, you know, a handful of people who are friends with Michael Jordan. They said like he he'll gain like he'll he'll be like thirty pounds overweight, let's say, like recently, and he'll say, "Oh, I got to cut weight," and he'll be like fully back to like supreme <laughs> physical like shape in a week. And it's just does he like, have a Peloton? Is he no, battling I mean, you on the Peloton? I, I bet you if he looks at the Peloton, he he could make it go faster than I could. Uh, so he's he's one of those guys. Tiger, same thing. You know, I know that there's there's an old story. I don't know if everybody's heard this one, but Tiger goes to Nike, has five drivers. Uh, they ask him which one he liked the best. They were all the exact same uh, type of sh- or same same shaft or something. They asked him which one he liked the best. He said the lightest one. They said Tiger. We weighed them. They're all the exact same. He goes, no, the one's lighter. They go in, and one of them is 74 grams, and the rest were 75. And they couldn't believe it. That story sounds unbelievable. If it happened to literally anyone else in the world, I'd say it was a lie or or complete BS. Tiger, I do believe that that's true. All the stories I've heard about him, no one's dispelled that one. Like, I believe that. And that's how Michael is to me. Shocker, Michael is also on my list uh, for, for all those reasons. He's just... He's like a, he's like an alien man. Like uh, I know the stats and I, I think the sad part is, is the, the, the only part of Michael Jordan I don't like has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with everybody who has to keep bringing up that he's better than LeBron James and all this stuff. Like I'm so over the debates. It's not even a debate. It's just stupid at this point. It's just, we should just appreciate them more. Both of them. They're very different players. Um, what I love about Michael Jordan now has become so much less the basketball and more the mindset that he's had through sports, his competitive nature, his absolute um, hunger to just be the best he possibly can. It's why I love Kobe Bryant. Um, so that's why he's on my list um, with a million other, other reasons, but is he I, number one? Uh, he, he is number two, actually. Oh, no way. Uh, so as I've, as I've, as I've become after more, you called me out on, no, I just couldn't believe that pick. we were both, we both did. I was shocked. I, I, I put him to two and I like shed a tear, but as I become like a, like more of an athlete myself and like understood that, like being a professional and, and the process of all this, I've really started to appreciate more. I'm sorry. Appreciate. Yeah. Appreciate more his work ethic, his, uh, attitude his drive way less than what i did when i was a kid which was his dunks and his fadeaway and his his you know stats like that that's still amazing or whatever but they become to me more of just a byproduct of all this cool stuff that i try to harness myself and that is why he will always be in my top two favorite michaels um well, not, I mean, not all. you never know. You, you never know who might come around. There could I be a new know. Michael. His is going to be hard because, again, he's he's the Kobe thing with me. Like, I mean, my 
uh, like many people, uh, I, I'm not even close alone, but like my Twitter handle is Max Homa 23. My favorite number is 25, but I didn't have, but 23 because of Michael Jordan and not because I love, just love Michael Jordan. I, like I said, I love what he has kind of instilled in me on accident. Like I want to be the, somebody that is talked about like Michael is in, in, in his work ethic and in his off the basketball quarter or outside of just games uh, or physical abilities. Like I want them to talk about like, man, that guy was tough. That guy, you know, all those, all his, all his, uh, intangibles. Like I, I love so much and he will, uh, he will always have that, uh, especially just considering that all happened. Like I said before, with the six set, uh, the six VHS, set that like that was my first memories of basketball were watching michael jordan just be a monster and and obviously that's why we're monster monster and he's got space jam so so number one is the same i'm assuming for the both of us well i haven't done my number three yet oh i'm sorry i skipped and this was this was my huge uh this is my huge reveal i was very proud of this one (laughs) this is a lot more for just like the 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 show of it uh michelangelo (laughs) Oh wow! <laughs> I just wanted to do it because it's a Michael, <laughs> and I knew you wouldn't wow. think of it. I had a feeling as I was doing this, we were going to do the same Michael, so I tried to find a creative. One. Wow, Michelangelo. Michelangelo, the David sculpture, uh, Sistine Chapel. I mean, what more could you say? Can I can I give you a little tip? Have you been to Florence ever? No. So, if you go see the David, it's in this museum. And you have to wait in line forever. (laughs) I mean, it is like two hours of waiting, okay? Down the way in this area in Florence that's about six blocks away, there's a replica of the David. (laughs) Looks just like the David. (laughs) It's outside. You don't have to wait at all. See, man, I'm just not an art guy. I don't get it. If there's a huge art people on here, they're going to hate that take. They're going to hate it. Just go walk down the way and you'll see the exact same thing. Cindy and I waited in line forever to get into this museum. It's hot. We're sweating. We want to go get a glass of wine. You know how it is. And we leave two and a half hours later and we're walking. I go, that's the same thing we just saw. I feel it's like you saying, you saying this is the same as some non-golf guy saying, yeah, like, why do you guys wait to get into Augusta National? Like, Augusta Country Club is right, it's right there. there. It's also 18 holes. Like It's, it's got greens thing. and bunkers and trees. <laughs> it's, like it, says Augusta, it says Augusta on it. Y'all are just <laughs> idiots. Just go to Augusta Country Club. Uh, that's a good, that's, I just want to say, that's a really, really good number. Thanks, man. So who's really your number one? Michael Scott, Michael probably the same Scott, as you. Michael Scarn, not Steve Scott's brother, Michael J. Scott. Is this J? Never won a, uh, what, what, did he never won the, what is it, the Emmy for it? Is that right? Never won an did Emmy he for not? that. that I don't think he, I don't think he ever did for that for that performance. They uh, 30 for 30 Twitter page came up and said uh, they had a video, a little gif of Michael Scott shooting a basketball at, you know, in the, in the, um, in that one office episode. And it said, uh, what if I told you uh, the real best Michael was Michael Scott. (laughs) And it's just so perfect. Uh, Yeah. Obviously we all know why he's number one. He is just probably the best character ever uh, shaped uh, all kinds of sitcoms made everything better. Uh, I, he is the most rewatchable. It's the most rewatchable show. Uh, I still loved it even after he left. So I'm the same way. I didn't I go hate back, it. But as I go back, it is, it's the same not thing as, as nearly saying, as I good. didn't hate it. A lot of people say that I still liked it, but I, the fact that I have to clarify it means that his was just so much better. His it's, parts it's, in that show. It's way so better. better. 
So my 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 sister has two sons, two my two nephews. They play a game. Is that how they watch? (laughs) That's how it is. They play a game when they watch The Office on how many minutes into each Office episode would Michael have gotten fired? (laughs) <laughs> it's like, like in they're, real they're, life they're, yeah, yeah like no, if this was immediate. really an office oh it's it, 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 there's certain episodes it's like five seconds in they're like he would have bought he would have been fired uh, for that comment yeah i don't i don't need to say anything else michael do you, Scott, have, any unreal. Too, do you have any for your cutting room floor yeah cutting room floor i had uh i had uh michael johnson no mike way Bi- me too Gold mike shoot. bibby i had mike bibby u of a yeah, obviously big win so there. i had the man. michael's the store Uh, a lot of framing done there personally Uh, you know what i feel like michael's is in my world and i've used this analogy before but michael's is like bowling every time i go to michael's i don't go a lot but every time i go i feel like i need to do it more like i should go to this place (laughs) more just like bowling so i feel about dieting (laughs) every time time you do it i feel way better but you know what i am gonna order more i'm gonna order this i'm gonna order this pizza uh we have another top five idea and we can run through it pretty quickly this is one of your ideas i this is my good idea i love this idea thank you yeah so this one uh this one is uh just five doesn't you know obviously order doesn't matter on this one uh but it's just the most painful non injury injuries in sports <laughs> so i will i will lead with one that i'm sure we both have and this will set the stage for what i mean with this uh but number one putter to the shin or ankle everyone knows it it's the worst pain in the world anyone who hasn't done it just doesn't get it you, you catch it on the ankle the back of your putter you're swinging around being all cool you go from looking honestly not very cool but you go from thinking you're looking cool to looking like the dumbest guy on the golf course and anytime anyone's on the golf course sees their buddy do it or sees them in that position laying on the ground they know you hit your ankle huh it's like yeah man like that it's like the funny bone in the ankle and it is it feels like you might not be able to be able to do anything again it's your foot feels like it fell off it's awful yes. i've done it with multiple clubs i've done it with a wedge <laughs> before just one of the worst feelings ever i'm gonna follow that up with another golf one and this one I feel like happens to me more than the club to the ankle is reaching your pocket and uh, your finger gets impelled by the sharp pencil. That's in the I pocket. have that too, but mine's not pencil. Mine is uh, mine is my divot tool. I've had it for so long. It's so filed down this thing. Like I couldn't <laughs> take this thing through TSA. I guarantee it. It is way too sharp. Um, the pencil one, when I was a kid, not understanding how things like how life worked, but I always was scared. I got like lead poisoning. I didn't. So really I always thought the same thing. Worked. I thought I was dead. I yeah. thought when I did that, I that was it for me. That How'd was, you die? Oh, uh, you know, this really sharp uh, crown quality <laughs> pencil took me out of the game. Uh, you're in heaven. Like, how'd you die? Uh, car accident. Yeah. How'd you die? Uh, lead poisoning from a yeah, golf lead pencil. Poisoning. Pretty badass way to go. <laughs> uh, what do you got? What do you got next? Uh, sitting on the uh, golf cart handle. When you try to get in real quick to the thing and you just catch it right between the cheeks, right on the tailbone, always bad. You kind of got to play it off because you don't want to look over at your buddy and tell him what happened. But that one just just never felt good. <laughs> that's 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 a really good one. I got one that's uh, it's I don't know if you consider it an injury, but it's something that that I always hated. I always hated it. And uh, and it's involving a sport, I guess you could say. This is when you get the water in your ear in a pool and oh. you can't get the water out <laughs> yeah, and you have to bad. knock the side of your head. Hate yeah. that so much. It's, it's so such uncomfortable. an odd feeling. You still oh, feel like you're under the water. I hated that. Hated it as a kid. Hate it now. If I go swimming, dive into a pool, you have it happen. A lake, ocean, oceans are terrible. 
that's an awful injury in general <laughs> just there's sharks in them and then your ear thing all out on that um my next one is uh when you slam the club or just put the club in the bag but it usually happens when you slam it slam it in the bag and your finger gets caught mm. between the other club and that one that one actually is pretty freaking close to a real injury yeah that's that that's almost breaks my finger every time so i i did it in, in high school i was playing the course i oh, grew when up it on hits Mar- your fingernail yeah i was playing marshall Ooh. lakeside country club and the third hole is this super easy par five so you you're thinking i gotta make birdie on three or you know you're kind of screwed you got to and i didn't birdie three and i was pissed off and i slammed a <laughs> club and my hand was there and i broke the fingernail and so I had to hold, I remember, I, I couldn't remember if it's right or left hand, but I remember that I, I had to hold the club and hover the finger. Yeah, yeah I've had to do that too. And I, and I played the next four or five holes, like three under. <laughs> so that was and I was like, thing. maybe this is my new thing. This is how Didn't I got to play now. Didn't last. No, no, that wasn't, that wasn't how I kept it going, but that, that was that for the golf fans out there. Uh, something to something funny to look out for. Uh, if you ever go watch live golf, or if you somehow get like the right camera angle uh, on TV, uh, watch somebody hit a bad shot. Watch me hit a bad shot. Uh, I'll go over to my bag and Joe always obviously holds onto the bag. So it stays upright. If he sees me have my arm cocked up, ready to slam it, you will not see two hands fly back faster. <laughs> he, every caddy does it. I like to watch it when somebody gets a bad shot. Cause you'll see it's, it's try they try to be subtle so that you don't know that they're, you know, completely basically laughing in their head about how dumb you're about to be, but you will see those fingers fly hands back, arms up, like, I'm not going to be injured because you just hit a terrible seven iron. Like this is on you, bud. What's your go-to current at your current age, pissed off move on the course. And I'm saying like in tournament, it's you're playing slam, an event. Slam. I love throwing a club into the bag so that it doesn't bother anybody. It's a, it's, it's, it's not uh so wait, when you're, you're saying, are you, you're not slamming it into the bag down? No, 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 I'm not oh. hitting the bag. I'm slamming. I'm doing what I break my finger doing. Gotcha. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm taking a risk. You're just slamming it down on the bottom of the bag and it's going to bounce up. I used to slap the putter face until I thought I broke my hand once. Uh, (laughs) I used to slap the uh, belly of the bag with the back end of the club until I broke my caddy's phone once. Um, I've dinged a club in there once on complete accident. (laughs) I've done pretty much all of it. So now this one feels like the most discreet way to do it. It also gets like a little bit of like anger out. Right. um, and, And it doesn't harm anybody's anything. It's harder to do in a non-staff bag there's not oh, as much room yeah, for it to like slam to down <laughs> like you almost have to throw it in there <laughs> i don't have the aim the carry bags not run, not much slamming the grip how good was it when catch. you were a kid back in the day to just take the carry bag that's got the two legs down and just snap one off oh <laughs> just the- clip it and just see it go flying and then then not know what to do the rest of the day <laughs> i remember when i first started playing ajga golf I had a, and I didn't do this in anger. I know. I mean, I, I would get angry, so I'm not saying I was immune to this, but this was actually just, it was from a golf cart or doing something. One of my hoofer legs were bent. And I remember a golf coach came up to my mom and said, Hey, he shouldn't have bent legs. It's the coaches. Look, I was about to say that it's all the kids out there. Just so you know, yeah, little secret is the coaches look to see if your legs, your golf bag are dinged up because they want to know if your attitude's terrible or not. So keep them things straight. I had uh, I, on my list, I have a jump rope forearm injury. Uh, this happens if I do a lot of jump roping. My left forearm, not my right one, will get this weird pain in it. <laughs> I call it jump rope arm. And so uh, I don't do anything you to it. You and everyone I, else, man. 
Well, yeah, jump rope. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> but you know, it's jump rope, uh, jump rope arm. I get sometimes if I do a little too much jump roping, that doesn't feel super good. Then I have to not, then I put the jump rope away for like a month. So, and that's a great way to work out, man. Great cardio. Yeah, it is. I have an old, uh, just like an old classic. I guess it's kind of an injury, but jamming your finger in a basketball, like whenever it's like oh. not the worst, but that would always suck. Cause it goes back to what you said. I'd have to then go play golf with my one finger extended. Um, it was never like so bad of an injury that like I couldn't do anything else, but like it hurt <laughs> and it has the most distinct sound in the world. When your finger gets jammed in by the basketball, it makes that everybody knows everybody. Oh, like, Oh, you get like the, the collective groan. Oh. It is, uh, it is, that is a, a serious pain. And one pain I wanted to add that this is probably a real injury. I don't know, but I need to ask my football <laughs> friends, the thing that they don't talk about in the NFL or, or in college football ever is the pain of like somebody hitting your shin with their helmet full speed. Like that has to hurt so bad. If the power to the ankle hurts, <laughs> this has to be like a million times worse. How is there not an Instagram account dedicated to NFL bruises or something? Yes. I mean, think about holding the football and having a, a professional athlete that's 2% body fat and is just the most jacked human that runs a 4-4 going full speed helmet into your forearm. I'm out, man. I mean, like, this is something I, uh, we're golfers. Like, we're soft. I get it. Don't You don't need to <laughs> make fun of us. But, like, this is the stuff that when I was staying, you know, playing with Aaron Rodgers in, like, when we talk, I still feel a little too nervous to bring up because, like, I know he knows I'm soft. But, <laughs> like, I don't want him to – I don't want to, like, just – like advertise it to him that I'm soft. I don't want to be like, Hey, you know, like how you've had like some pretty bad injuries. Like how bad does it hurt when someone like hits your arm though? Like, is that pretty bad? How about a helmet to the arm? Is that pretty bad? Like, right. then I just start to sound like I'm just the softest person. Ever Cause I'm like, is it anything like a putter to the ankle? You think? <laughs> so, uh, Aaron, if you, if you wouldn't mind, please, uh, let me know. <laughs> no, present it to him that way. Say, Hey, Aaron, listen, dude, like two weeks ago, <laughs> on a scale I hit myself of one the... to putter to the ankle. <laughs> I hit myself in the ankle with my putter. And let me tell I was on the ground for a few minutes they had to bring they brought a couple guys out to check on me i was okay i played through it yeah but do you mind let me know a broken ankle and then played a whole football game you when indomitian like sue comes your way and hits you in your arm is it the same feeling or is the ankle worse is the putter worse than that because i'd like to know uh that's those are really good one of my last ones i have is when you're a, a younger gentleman and you're playing baseball and you get a baseball into the cup it hurts because it hits the cup, but it doesn't really hurt anything that the cup is protecting. Yet we all have to, I feel like we have to play it up a little bit more. Well, it's also so full you, of panic fear. Sometimes you get hit with something and then you're like, that's supposed to hurt and you freak out. And then, then everyone's like, are you okay? And you look around and you're like, it didn't hurt at all. Like it just was supposed to hurt. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling around in the dirt because I was told that that's the thing <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's supposed I'm supposed to be supposed doing. To do. That was, I, by the way, I really liked that a lot. That was a great, uh, that was a great <laughs> yeah. one. You got any more? Uh, no, that was it. What was your favorite? What was your favorite one? I did. Uh, the favorite one you did, oh, obviously jump rope arm. <laughs> jump rope arm. We can oh. all relate. Uh, see the only, like I've never made it long enough in jump roping where anything but my, <laughs> my calves and ankles and spirit hurt. Um, I would say I, the one I like the best because I think this and we had the same one is uh, the the sticking your hand in your pocket and, and getting stabbed by something because I know that it's a pretty common one but I don't think that a lot of people who play like average golf like or sorry the average golfer who don't play golf a lot it, I don't think it happens as much because it's definitely not like the most common 
thing. Like it doesn't happen every time I play, but it's definitely something I'm like, I put my divot tool now, like down, like, like sharp side <laughs> down. Like I, I'm very, a lot more focused on that. So, and anybody, I don't know why anyone listening to this podcast isn't a big golfer, but if you're not, these are the things, man. Like these are the sketchy parts about golf. One of my favorite uh, stories from high school, you know, high school, uh, again, I've mentioned this before. I'll mention it probably a million times uh, after this uh, soup, not really like a cool thing to do to be on your high school golf team. Like you don't get all the chicks. Uh, the cheerleaders <laughs> don't really uh, pay you much mind. Uh, a lot of the, you know, your friends uh, give you grief. Um, so yeah, so that was, you know, you're my, suffering from, my you're suffering school. from pencil lead poison injury. Yeah, yeah. I also have like a swollen finger. I complain about it. Nobody <laughs> seems to care. So uh, one day we're sitting like this is my senior year of high school. I'm sitting in a physics class and um, I'm now, you know, I don't know if anybody knew my name, but I was just like the golfer and uh, physics teachers going around talking about lightning and ex- explaining how lightning is attracted to metal, uh, you know, rods, especially up in the air, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, and that's why golf is such a dangerous sport uh, when it's thunder and lightning, because, you know, <laughs> golf clubs up in there and everyone looks back at and looks at me and I look back at them. And I said, I told you I'm a badass. I told you I'm, I'm, I'm battling mother nature out here. The baddest, baddest bitch of them all. <laughs> you know, who you don't want to play in a match. Mother, yeah, mother nature. nature because she does not lose between her and father time they just are they are they are the uh oh my gosh i'm blanking what's the basketball team that never loses that's kind of fake but we all love the harlem globetrotters yeah they're the harlem globetrotters of the the real world (laughs) kind of fake so they make uh, the shots so my my hometown, I was in Tornado Alley in in East Texas. Okay, we <laughs> we had a lot. Sounds like of, you should have moved. Shit. It was, listen, I didn't. It wasn't my choice, man. <laughs> You're born and you live in the house your parents have. How much lower does how, how hard do you think it is for a realtor to sell a house in a place called so Tornado listen, guys, Alley? Guys, guy, it's got a pool. <laughs> it's got a, it's got five bathrooms. You a are in phenomenal <laughs> basement. <laughs> so so my parent, this drove me crazy as a kid. But there would be tornado warnings and my parents didn't do anything. We didn't go downstairs. We didn't huddle up in like the centralized no window (laughs) closet. Nobody would ever do anything. My bedroom, Max, was just windows. And it was on the (laughs) second floor. Like If a tornado came, I was the one that was going to die by way worse than lead pencil poisoning. And so I started to take I started to take charge here. I'd be like, guys, we got to go downstairs. We got to there's going to be a tornado. So there was a big tornado that blew through Marshall when I was probably in seventh or eighth grade and the sirens, we had those big sirens. It didn't go off. They never went off to warn us and people lost their minds. So then the siren, the the decision to fix this was let's have the sirens go off every time there's a thunderstorm. So we can never run into this issue again. Cause you know, maybe a little F2 pops up, right? And so the sirens would go off anytime uh, like a pop-up thunderstorm would roll through my uncle Doug, who lives in Phoenix and has lived in Phoenix most of his life, was out in Marshall. We were going to go play golf. We were driving to the golf course as the tornado sirens are going off. Now, this is a guy that lives in Phoenix, just wide-eyed looking yeah. at us. Like, what are we doing? Like, it's good, man. We're fine. It's going to be okay. Mother Nature's not messing with us today. But when you grew up in my area, the 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 lightning strikes were a thing you really had to think about as a golfer. Yeah. You had to avoid the course. Anytime I go to like the Midwest and that the the testing, the once a week testing siren goes off, always forget that it's just a testing one. It could be bright and sunny out and <laughs> you dive down. Oh, the moment it goes off, I'm looking around like, 
are, are we are we leaving? Like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Everyone's like, what do you mean? What's I'm protocol? like, siren things going off. Like, what do we do? Like, it's obviously something bad's happening. They're like, no, it's just a test. I'm like, how do you know? Like, do we want to risk this? Is it a different beeping sound? What's yeah. the SOLS cadence it's here? Like the, it's like the horn when the uh, when it, uh, golf is called off. It's like, you know, whether it's like the long one, uh, the two short blasts, you know, you know, which one's which. I need to know that for the Midwest so I could stop embarrassing myself. Have you ever played in a shotgun? event where they started with an actual shotgun oh hell yeah those are really phenomenal i mean i don't know if it's a real shotgun but it sounds like a shotgun yeah that's always always made me a little bit more excited yeah a little more excited yeah you feel like you feel like you're you're not breaking tradition (laughs) we're gonna take a quick break and be right back what's up i'm john wall and i'm cj toledano and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called point game we're now joined by three-time nba six man of the year elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. All right, so we have a few flights. You already did your, uh, what'd you do? Your proudest thing of the week. Yeah, proudest Best moment. Best thing, your proudest moment. You have a feel-good Friday? A feel-good Friday. Uh, this was a um, submission by uh, somebody on Twitter. So they had written to me, I guess, a, a while back uh, about just having like a tough time um, with life. Just, you know, not really, things not going their way said they had been really getting motivated to get back into it. Um, I mean, they may or may not have said it's because they listened to one of my podcasts, uh, not laying up, but uh, I mean, hey, it, that's re- neither here nor there. But he did mention in, in this, um, it, is, it is quite a long message, and he did apologize at the end for it. Uh, all good when it's good news, it's all good. Well, he uh, mentioned that just things have been good, um, had gotten a new job after all that, uh, ended up uh, losing his job, was just uh, applying for, uh, a job with the USGA and was like all in on the interviews and everything. Then this COVID came up. So that obviously fell through, uh, his, his wife has been going through some serious, uh, health issues. Um, things are getting a little bit better. I know it starts off like not very, uh, not very good feel good Friday, but, uh, he just said that he's just been super positive lately, really working hard just to get everything back to normal pretty much making lemonade out of lemons is essentially what he said. Uh, he wrote it in saying that this would be a good feel good Friday and he just wanted it shared. And you know what? I appreciate people who can put a positive spin on some not so good times, uh, rooting for your wife, uh, Brian Cox. And I am very happy that you, uh, let me join in, uh, on a little bit of this journey. And I know that you're going to keep on keeping on. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I appreciate people who, who don't, kind of buckle and they just kind of keep put their head down and and keep fighting. And I know pretty much everyone, it's all relative, but everyone's kind of doing that right now in their own way, whether it's you're sick of quarantine or whether you actually are sick and things are are rough or obviously economic issues. So um, yeah, I appreciate reading that. And um, I I can't wait for the happy ending that will come uh, at the end of this. Yeah, the only thing that would have made that better is, is if if his name was Michael Cox and you'd have put oh, him in your I top five. Golly, so close! But then it would have been brutal because I would have left him out, and then I would have felt really. Bad. And then you got to this point and felt <laughs> yeah, really dopey. Been in a bad spot. So <laughs> where you think it's the best thing was actually the worst thing. It, it, it worked. It worked out. Uh, and you also have a good idea, bad idea, right? This isn't from me. This is from uh, so. Um, Jeremiah, this guy named Jeremiah, also on Twitter, messaged me a couple nights ago and asked if I would join him and his buddies on a Zoom call. They were all going to have mustaches and I was going to like rate them or roast them, whatever. So I was like, hey, man, honestly, if it works out, I will hop on uh, for a minute (laughs) or two. And let's see. Well, last night I get a DM and he goes, hey, we're about to go on. Like, can you come on? And uh, 
we were about to sit down for dinner. I'm like, I can, I got a minute. Like, let's do this for a quick minute. And this was all spawned off. I think Katie Nolan was the one who started it, but she had a big Zoom chat and had all of her famous friends yeah, try to grab celebrities, one random yep. famous person to say something. Uh, so this person was just like, decided to just have random people come through and just like talk. And whether it's your friend or, or maybe somebody obviously like this, where we randomly reach out to a stranger on Twitter. So I jumped on was on for like a minute or two got to see a bunch of mustaches uh this is gonna be really bad radio but you know everybody uh went straight into uh like right as i got on on the call they all just like put their face really close to the camera and like <laughs> showed their upper lip so that was that was like not only a good laugh but like incredibly incredibly creepy uh but i had fun how were the how were the stashes laugh. how were the stashes two of them didn't have like, didn't really have them it's like it's essentially how i would grow a mustache it would be like me saying i had a mustache when i was like 11 like okay. yeah there might have been a little peach fuzz <laughs> but like there's not like actually a mustache there were some really good ones one guy just had a beard so didn't count that's, a, uh, that's disqualified jeremiah's mustache was quite nice uh but there was one guy i can't remember his name but his mustache was uh I told him it wasn't the best mustache of the group, but it fit him the best. Like he looks, he looks like he should be a mustache guy. The way oh, he wow, is that a thing? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He, I didn't know that was a thing. thing. He might have made it a thing. Like it looked like if he didn't have the mustache, he wouldn't have looked as like him as he okay. did with the mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was fun. But the good idea is, I think that's a good idea more zoom calls and just try to get random people to pop in here and there, whether it doesn't need to be like uh, you know, golfer or, or athlete or something like that. You just be like random friends, maybe that you haven't talked to in a while, or just like, like get like we have i know a lot of people are like friends with their friends moms or dads kind of like have those you know cool relationships like maybe pop one of them in have them chat they'll appreciate it <laughs> but i really enjoyed it it was actually hilarious like it was very very fun it would be fun to get the most awkward friend you have and just send them the zoom info with <laughs> no other knowledge See and so maybe you're on a work zoom and they just pop in See if I was, hello this is fred here it's my buddy fred hello. Hey. Like, what, what's going on what are you doing i don't have anything prepared <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know where you work uh, i like the i like the must did, so did you did you get to rate did you actually get to rate them and pick a winner uh, i picked a winner i did i think i did say though at the end um that the, my favorite was there's the one who looked like the best like he just looked like he belonged like gotcha he, he just was like the mustache king um and then i have a best thing i heard yep super selfish one uh ron mcfee who uh started those one Remember I showed you yesterday those one protein bars yeah, uh, yeah. in gas stations nationwide and pretty much everywhere else. Uh, he found out uh, through a friend of mine, Dave DeGorder, that I really liked them, and he sent me five boxes. So that was the best. The best thing I heard this week was that they were going to be sent to my house. Was it the your, best thing wait, that wait, happened wait, wait. was it actually wait, wait. got to my house. The best thing you heard this week was like the doorbell when it was delivered? No, that, that no, that, that Dave, said, <laughs> Dave, Dave said that I will be getting these bars. <laughs> I really like them, man. By the way. You are, I've never seen you more excited for five bars before. No, no, You've five dis- boxes. Oh, five boxes. You yeah, didn't even give me one. Well, I only Did you have extras? Yes- I only had one yesterday. Will you bring, bring one, one on Monday? One- yeah, well, I'll bring one today. Get it? Nice. Nice. I'm, pick- I'm figuring it out. Media man right here. Max um, so Media mogul. Uh, the- also, pretty sad the best things I hear this week are just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting free food. Oh, hey, I, got a be- I got a best thing I heard this please, week. Please, and please go um, on. Our, uh, my or not my this is my new favorite best thing i heard this week this yeah. the pro stumble i well i'm i'm trying he's not he's not r he's he's the fedex ups driver in our area and you know what i don't know if it's fedex or ups Man. i think he is this guy means a lot to you 
You know what? I think he's a UPS guy. I'm going <laughs> UPS. Our, our UPS driver in our area is a super nice guy that's a big golfer. And, uh, and he was dropping something off a couple days ago and he goes, I just paused, get a grip. And no he was dropping way. off. Yeah. He was listening Man. to get a grip. You would paused think, it. You would think with how nice it is, the least you could do is know what company he works for. Listen, hey, I know it wasn't DHL. I'll give him that. I know hey, it wasn't DHL. I was, hope that the, he, when he listens to this, I hope that he, he's just confused. one time for me, one time for me, if there's a box that says this side up for Shane, put it the other way. Put it, wow. put it upside down. Just one time. Just, just what if it's shampoo? Softly. What? It's what if it's conditioner? Close. It leaks everywhere. It's going to be close. Are you yeah, you don't know that. You, you don't know who sealed it. Do you use shampoo ever? <laughs> yeah. You can I use shampoo it, a lot. You don't, you, you, do you use shampoo? Use conditioner? I use, I use a little two-in-one. A little two-in-one magic. Ooh, I don't think that's good for your scalp. Well, it's from head and shoulders, so yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a fact. What does your wife say about your shampoo conditioner choice? Uh, I would I don't get know if gr- she has a say in that one. She has a say in a lot of things, but she I would get grilled if I threw a two in one in my shower. What? How pretentious are you guys? Because it, it's not good for your scalp, Max. You want to have your hair for a while, don't you? Dude, my thing literally says number one, doctor recommended. <laughs> <laughs> I will take a picture. <laughs> it's literally number one. C- can you get better than number one? No, you can't. No. You know what? Head and shoulders, two in one. It's the Michael Jordan. Of things in Max's shower. Scott, Michael Scott. Michael Scott. Uh, that's all I got. You got anything else? Man, I got it. I, I, I ran out of things like 20 minutes ago. That's, that's all we have. Uh, thanks for listening. We have more details on the 1996 U.S. Amateur Rewatch Party. Oh, we need your help real quick. If you think of a good name that includes Get a Grip or Get A or Grip for our rewatching party idea, Send it to us on Twitter at Shane Bacon at Max Homa 23. We've thought about get a grip on golf history or get a historical grip, things like that, where we look back. But if you've got a great idea, let us know. If we use your idea, we will pay you no dollars, not one dollar, nothing. We, you know what? If we use your idea, Max will block you on Twitter. That's what's going to happen. Do I, no, man. <laughs> you say, why not? No. There's got to be so consequences. <laughs> How no. many people do you have blocked on Twitter? Three. You really know the number. Yeah, because it's so little. And I want to get it down to zero, but I, I'm slowly hoping that they, like, delete their accounts. So I can just, like, <laughs> you know, take the block off. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you like the podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Thank you so much, Max. Appreciate it. While people are listening to this right now, you and I might be out on the golf course. Yeah. Uh, and everybody, please uh, wash your hands. Wash them. See you next week. Bye. Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. 
To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com.